0: Hi everybody, I'm Daniel Barnes. Welcome to this bite-sized mini episode of Dare Daniel. With me as always is my co-host, Mr. Corky McDonald.
1: Can I come out of the red room?
0: Get out of here,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: Christian. Let's take off your sex jeans and get the hell out of here.
1: I think Fifty Shades of Grey would have been so much better with the Anastasia character played by Paul Lynn. <laughs> no. you Christian, could, you can say that
0: about every movie, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true, right? Under Jurassic the skin. Park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine the big Paul Lin at the end.
0: <laughs> that would be truly terrifying. <laughs> Um, But on these uh, little mini episodes, we talk a little bit about. We're going to talk a little bit about next week's review of Shining Through. We are going to talk about last week's review of the Fifty Shades trilogy. We're going to answer our question of the week that is underappreciated war films. Uh, What's an underappreciated war film you love? And then we're going to answer a couple of your movie dares. So, Corky, let's start with a little preview of next week's movie. We've done a lot of newer films in these earlier episodes, but this is the, the oldest one that we've done. It is from 1992. Take it all the way back to 92 for David Seltzer's Shining Through. Shining! Let's go to the clip through. I don't understand why I can't make carbon copies of your letters. Or why I type endless letters but never envelopes so that I don't know where they're going to. You're a spy, Mr. Leland. And you've seen too many movies, Miss Voss. Enough to know a spy when I see one. Somewhere in Germany, scientists are developing a bomb that can fly by itself. We need someone to get back and do it fast. Find out where this work is being done and stop it. So, do I have any suggestions? Me? I know the network, I know the codes, I know the whole operation.
1: You are a secretary, you are not a spy.
0: I will quit if you don't let me go.
1: I'll miss you. You know what you're getting yourself into, Linda?
0: Yeah. The war. Get her the hell out of there. Michael Douglas, Melanie Griffith, Liam Neeson, John Gielgood. In a time of war, in a time of fear. I don't want to lose you.
1: Their courage came shining through
0: so that was shining through starring melanie griffith and michael douglas it is a world war ii movie it's available on all the usual vod services in case you're interested in playing along with the review Kind of looking forward to this one. It should be a fun show.
1: I'm really looking forward to this one, because I had totally forgot about this movie, and when you brought it up, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. yeah why not? Let's dare that motherfucker.
0: Let's at. do it. So, Corky, Uh, you know, I don't want to brag. You know, really? I don't want this to sound like bragging, and I'm not trying to, like, put this out there as anything. I have done sex before. Okay. Wait a minute. Is there anything you would like to bring up in relation to Fifty
1: Shades? <laughs> Hello hell of an intro yes <laughs>
0: it's on the record
1: considering you have done the sex before daniel i think you are well versed in the world of 50 shades right? i
0: understand this movie probably better than Pro- anyone probably because you've done honestly because i've done sex can i just say multiple times
1: how many multiple times that's not get into that okay that's private. So that's private sorry
0: Um, so yeah, the 50 shades of gray. We watched all three movies. We reviewed all three movies in one insane drunken Bacchanalia episode. Uh, Weeks later, has the chafing gone down? <laughs> and do you have any kind of final thoughts on the film?
1: Uh, that movie was made for people who are turned on by narcolepsy. <laughs> it was the most boring sex movie of all time. Sex movies. Sex movies. Sex franchise. Well, the first one was a sex movie. The second two were travel logs <laughs> and lifestyles of the rich and famous with occasional boobs. <laughs> boobs and boobs land.
0: Yeah. So speaking of which, so, the, you know, C- Christian Grey lives in Seattle, super cold it's rainy all the time right let me ask you this like when he when he goes out on these vacations to like the bahamas and these beautiful tropical climes does he make his sex jeans in, <laughs> into sex jorts that's the one thing i want to know christian gray does he own sex shorts? he ends as
1: a dad so does he have sex cargo jeans he must to- <laughs> fuck
0: hard in tropical locations right <laughs> He's it's, fucking hard. It doesn't matter if it's cold or hot, right? right? Like, he's going to fuck hard.
1: I do think that the character of Mr. Grey would have been better but played by the Dreamcatcher <laughs> character, Mr. Grey. <laughs> the alien that eats people.
0: <laughs> uh, you meant the Dreamcatcher from the Epcot Center uh, ride, Journey Into Your Imagination, which also would have been quite troubling. <laughs> but that's it. Let's let's never talk about Fifty Shades of Grey again. Let's never watch the films or talk about it or listen to the episodes. Except let's...
1: to every person I ever meet when I bring it up.
0: <sighs> right? It's a great conversation starter. (laughs) Uh, You know, I've seen all three of those movies, right?
1: (laughs) And I talk about them?
0: Yeah. Yeah, me and my friend talked about them. (laughs) We talked about them for over an hour.
1: I swear I'm on some watch list for buying all three of those movies in four days. (laughs) This is a sad, sad man.
0: So that's it. We're never talking about that again. Okay. Let's move on to our question of the week. And since we have Shining Through, a World War II movie coming up next week. And it's a World War II movie about a woman who loves war movies and is totally influenced oh, by right. war movies. So I thought, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about bad movies and things that we hate and stuff. Let's talk about something we like and especially something that is kind of underappreciated. So we thought, what's an underappreciated war movies. I mean there's obvious uh, appreciated war movies that are that are great, you know, sure. your apocalypse now is, is pretty well appreciated. Saving Private Ryan. Patton's pretty appreciated. Yeah. Deer Hunter's pretty appreciated. Um but we try to come up with a couple that maybe aren't that appreciated. So quirky. What do you
1: got? Mine is going off 20-year-old memory. But okay. I remember really liking this movie. It it's set during a war but it's not there's no battle scenes, there's no war scenes. Right. It's called Cadence. And it's Charlie Sheen, okay, Lawrence Fishburne, Martin Sheen, and it's a story of uh, a brig of a bunch of soldiers sentenced to death. Well, the black soldiers are sentenced to death, and there's a white soldier who comes in because he got tattoos on his hands. They kind of bond, and it's it's kind of a racial bonds broken down movie. Whereas, and then there's this other plot line with Martin Sheen's character, where he really thinks of Charlie Sheen as, which is really fucking weird. He's like, "You're my son that never was," and fixates on the kid and kind of goes nuts. Right. I remember liking this movie a lot when okay. I used to watch it. So it's got uh, some of the fun cliches of of you know black eye white yeah. guy movies.
0: And it's not one that I, I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't really remember it. And oh, is that right? I, and I don't think it's a war movie. Technically, is there even a, Is it even set during wartime? Yeah, it's
1: set during the Korean War. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say it's a war movie then. Yes, it, it counts. counts.
0: Um, but, yeah, it's not one that you hear people talk about. It's not even one that you see on, like, HBO Go or, no. or anything like that. Um, and
1: also, Charlie Sheen was a fucking good actor, man. He had, a,
0: he had a moment where he could have been something. He
1: Man, he was a good actor. I, somewhere around Major League Two, when he started, he was so drunk he couldn't stand in scenes. Right. It kind of started falling apart for <laughs> Yeah,
0: him. yeah, absolutely.
1: And, uh, yes, I've seen Major League Two. <laughs> back to the basics. No, it's... Uh,
0: That's Major League Three, right? Back to the... My, wow. Wow. Major League Two new added two, dude, but there's a two instead of two.
1: Major League Two extra innings, and the <laughs> S is a two.
0: <laughs> Major League Two ground rule double, <laughs> but all of the wor- letters that ground rule double are twos? <laughs>
1: But it's pronounced ground rule double. Major League 2, back to basics, but it's not about a baseball team. It's about majors in the army who form a league of being majors and read books together. (laughs) That made no sense. (laughs) I don't know.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to my pick. Okay. Trying to find one that I really liked... Dismissed by critics, unseen or un, generally unliked uh, by unheard. audiences, unheard of. Untouched. A lot of people haven't seen it. And when I was thinking of this, you know, my my kind of urge is to go with a super old movie because you know a lot of people just haven't seen enough old movies, and a lot of people our age or even people who are super film fans. So my first urge was to say anything by Sam Fuller. <laughs> see Steel Hound, see Fix Bayonets, Big Red, Red One. Go on, go off on that. But those movies, by people who have seen them, are, are pretty well appreciated. But this one, even by people who have seen it, is not necessarily that, that well-liked. But it is by one of my favorite filmmakers, Brian De Palma, and it's called Redacted. Hmm. Uh, and this film was, I believe, 2008, set during the Iraq War.
1: I've never even heard of this movie.
0: It really did not get a release, very much of a release, in America. It was kind of controversial at the time because, again, it was this was during wartime. A-
1: anything in the past 40 years in America has been during wartime. <laughs>
0: exactly, Right. <laughs> But yeah, this came out during the Bush era, Bush 2 era, and it's about soldiers.
1: Bush 2, back to basics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but all of the the two is a skull and crossbone.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Set during the Iraq War, a bunch of soldiers who are basically just kind of sitting around, bored, frustrated. It's very much uh, De Palma's first foray into digital filmmaking, ah. and he seems super energized by it, and, and like he's really taking this new technology and applying all of his old techniques and all of his old tactics, all of his kind of classic you filmmaking just, techniques. You just sold
1: me on this. Yeah,
0: it has kind of a casualties of war sort of center story about a woman who gets assaulted, and the soldiers are brought in, and its kind of conceit is that everything's on camera. There's cameras everywhere. There's security cameras. Everyone has a helmet camera. People are walking around with cameras on their phones, just cameras everywhere, capturing everything that is possibly going on. And yet in this sort of classic De esque blow up, blow out kind of way, the more that you see, the less that you see yeah. kind of thing. You, you get no closer to the truth. Yeah. So if you like De Palma, you're a total De Palma Don't nerd. sell a sold car, Dan. You hey, should I'm, actually, I'm going, <laughs> going into this. <laughs> you're going into it. So that is redacted from 2000 Year Redacted um, <laughs> by Brian De Palma. It doesn't have any stars in it. That's one thing I think people had a problem with was that the performances are, are kind of amateurish. Yeah. It, it not, I wouldn't say natural. They're a little over the top, a little amateurish. But that's kind of a minor knock on the film, which overall I think is really powerful. Okay, you just
1: took a little blue book value off this. Uh, yeah, I know,
0: right? Should have left it on the lot. Right. So, uh, yeah, those are our picks for underappreciated war films. If you, you only had one? I only had one. I'm proud of you. I know, right? <laughs> well, I left my notes at home. I think I had three or four other ones on there. But yeah, that's it for that. If you have a, any of our listeners have a pick for underappreciated war film, hit us up on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Dare Daniel Pod, daredaniel.com. Uh, message Corky, Corky Knievel. At Gmail. Corky Knievel on Twitter as well. Yeah, correct. And if you're on Letterboxd, follow me on Letterboxd, Barnes Yard on Letterboxd. That's for a great thing for people who love movies and watch a lot of movies. You can log all your films and make Daniel's
1: got a lot more writing than what he does about Dare Daniel. There's a lot of good shit on there.
0: A lot of stuff on there. So now let's read a couple of your movie dares. We're getting all these dares at daredaniel.com. Thank you to everyone who has dared. Dare number one is the film Ready to Rumble. Have you ever heard of or seen this film? This is a movie from the year 2000. It stars David Arquette and Scott Kahn. This was dared to us by Jorge Two slacker wrestling fans are devastated by the ousting of their favorite character by an unscrupulous promoter. I think Oliver Platt plays their favorite wrestler, <laughs> which good, is amazing man. because <laughs> it's like he's not even in average shape. No. He's playing a professional wrestler. And under the question, <laughs> why are you daring Daniel and Corky to watch this movie? Jorge says, to make you watch this. So he's very direct with it. He's yeah. just like, straight up. Dance like, monkeys. Dance! I'm daring it. And now you watch it. That's yeah. how it works. Jorge gets it. Jorge does not fool around. There's no no games with Jorge. That's
1: awesome. Thank you, Jorge.
0: Thank you, Jorge, for submitting that. Scott Meesey dared us to watch the 1979 film Chomps. Do you know Chomps?
1: Is Chomps like uh, an acronym? C. It is an
0: acronym. C. I H- don't H- know yeah. it, but I just imagine. Like it one of those to be. like yeah. So 1979. I mean, we would have just been a few years old. So this is like a, a slightly before our time. Slightly. Just slightly. Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. Conrad Bain. Yeah, they made a movie together. Gordon Jump? (laughs) No, I wish, right? Hal Linden. I want to watch your movie (laughs) that you're creating now. This sounds so good. B. Arthur. Chomps is about, uh, so the IMDb synopsis, a young man invents a robot dog that has super strength, x-ray vision, and can detect crimes being committed.
1: Narrated by Chevy Chase.
0: (laughs) It is a... it's basically, it's a vision. I mean, it's, he's detected crimes before they're committed. It's thought crimes, man. It's Minority Report it's all minority over again. It's Minority Report, right? but with a dog. Yeah, right? Named Chomps. I like it. Chomps sounds pretty good. Yeah, good um, good recommendation, Scott. So thanks to everybody for sending in those dares. Keep them coming. DareDaniel.com. Submit a dare. And that's all we have for this mini episode of Dare Daniel. Like I said, join us next week for Shining Through with Melanie Griffith. I'm looking forward to this one. And Michael Douglas. Quirky, anything to add before we take off?
1: Oh, I do want to see a movie at Jurassic Park, though, where Richard Attenborough just uh, brings Paul Lynn back to life from mosquitoes, <laughs> DNA and mosquitoes. And we have just an island of Paul Lynn's, different size Paul <laughs> Lynn's right here. Just different size uh, cravats and thing. Oh, an Ascot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> We have different size Paul-Lynn's running around with ascots of all different sizes, leaving them around the island. Oh, that'd be awesome.
0: That would be awesome. Somebody make that movie, and I swear to you, we will review it. I it, swear to pause. God, I swear. Paul-Lynn Jurassic Park movie, automatic. Jurassic Paul? Jurassic Paul. I already have the name for you, for God's sakes. Lind of the Lost? <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic- Jurassic Park, Jurassic
1: Paul Two, Lid of the Lost. That's so good. I can't beat that.
0: But all of the S's are ascots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and dinosaurs are always in the center square.
0: <laughs> uh, T-Rex in the center square? Good. Oh, he's going to get a big head and small arms. All right. So for dear Daniel, I am Daniel Barnes. Our producer is Johnny T-Rex Flores.
1: And I'm Corky McDonald telling you all to listen to serious Talk Seriously and Graphic Novels Explorers Club.
0: Yeah, and have a great day. We'll see you next week for Shining Through.
1: I love you, Paul Lynn.